Hello and welcome to season two of Car News Weekly, uh, the very first episode of the 2022 season of Car News Weekly. My name is James Toomey. And I'm Harry Murphy. And I am so excited for season two of Car News Weekly. Obviously, we haven't had an episode since August, which has been a bit disappointing and I would have loved to have done more. But we're back now and we have a very, very special episode. Which is, which is F1 2021, a full season review. Yes, so to start off, since recently all the car liveries have been coming out, uh, we're going to review four of them. Uh, I know there's ten, but two of them have been released by the time of recording. So we're going to review four this episode, and the next episode, which will come out in a week's time, will be the next four, and maybe six if the other ones have come out that way then. Yeah, and it, it'll be... um. So, and the cars that we're going to be reviewing today, we've Haas and Red Bull, and we also have... McLaren and Aston Martin. Yeah, so four interesting cars. There, Some teams have taken a bit of a different look, and other teams have just decided to kind of stick with the what they usually do. But sure, we'll get to that when we get to that. This is going to be also a three-parter. Over three episodes, we're going to be reviewing seven races, and in each one... Uh, so seven races in each episode, and... Seven episodes in three, in seven, seven races in three episodes, and it's going to be. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to be going back on F1 2021 as a season, probably one of the best seasons for decades, I'd say, and it was it's so good. So I'm really looking forward to revisiting that and just having a good discussion about it. Yeah. So to get started, Haas, for an American team. They have a fairly Russian-looking car. I gotta say, you've got the Russian flag on the the front wing, which must be something to do with the war that's gonna break out in Ukraine or something, because they're obviously trying to say, "Look, we support you, Russians. Uh, here, it's I'm Gunter, and we're 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 with you." Because I have absolutely no understanding why they'd put the Russian flag in such a total state of crisis in the east Eastern Europe. They put the Russian flag on the front of their car. And I know, I think it's been there on a previous... They are the colours of the team, but and it might have been there on a previous uh, a previous livery, but why they do it, and in such... It stands out, you can see it there. It really stands out, and you think maybe they'd have a couple sponsors on the front, not the Russian flag, staring at you in the face. Yeah, and like, even in a different order. Like, it's the specific order of the Russian flag. Why don't they just do, I don't know, like, blue, white, red, or red, blue, white, or whatever. Like, you know, that order just makes it really, really, like, obvious. Like, oh, look, Russian flag. Yeah, it, it really is, and it's like... It, it really is and I don't really understand why they do that but it it just I'd say it was probably a mistake from one of their their painters in the in the group that managed to get past every single person in Haas and somehow they never noticed it but yeah. that beats me to be honest yeah and the rest of the car is fairly colourless actually like so like, you have the front wing packed with colour the rest are speckles of blue and red but yeah. apart from, like, the logo, it's, it's just white. Yeah, there's loads of just white on the side, um, on the front. The halo's completely white. I can't see anything else there. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, you've got the bigger tyres as well. So it's going to be 18-inch tyres this year, which 
I think it's 18 anyway, but uh, which is down from up from 12 last year. So that is a big step up, and hopefully that will be able to keep the tyres longer so that they'll have more durability and they'll last longer as well. You know? Yeah, it should, because, yeah. Yeah. And then, right. So it's like a total new era, I suppose, for the F1 cars, because yeah. they're so different to what was last year. You see the front wing, it's spiky at the end nearly. The, f the, back, the back wing is like, it's so curved in. If you compare it to something like last year's car, where it was so flat, and then it had just the little flap for DRS, it's so much different. And I gotta say, it's to be honest, I don't know, and if this is a good or bad thing yet, we no one knows. But it is a massive difference, I suppose, to other years where you have, where you've had like a sort of more kind of, I don't know what to say, but this is a lot more modern. It's like it's twenty twenty two. This is what we're doing, like you know. Yeah, and like going back to that, like I suppose, it it levels the playing field, like as in you know before like last year, like twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, twenty nineteen. You know, Mercedes car dominated, mm, yeah. but then with the regulated spending, with the new design, they had to, they had the same amount of money to look into the aerodynamics of the new requirements. So everyone has similar enough cars. Mercedes price will still have a better car than let's say Williams, but it's it should make it more exciting because in the F1 races, Haas and Williams only competed for the money. Like there was no way that Haas or Williams were gonna do well. And they couldn't because they didn't have the money and they only competed because it was a nice little bit of a paycheck into the owner or whoever who was behind it. But this should make it more of an exciting race because all the Haas Williams, all the lower end cars all they were doing was filling up the field. Yeah. And with this now, they might be able to compete with some of the better cars. And from that, we'll get a lot better racing and a lot more enjoyment in it, which should be a lot, a lot better as well, you know? Yeah, no, it should be. So that will be good. The new car, I'd race it probably like a seven at best. Not even. It's okay. Like, I do like the colour spec of the Russian flag on the front. I like the colours. But, I gotta say, at the state the world is in at the moment, with Ukraine, Russia, everything in between, I don't think it was a wise choice from the, the painters or whoever was behind that at Haas to decide to go and put a full Russian livery on their car. But um, I think that was what... I think they'll realise that soon enough when people start asking questions about the the ownership's uh, neutral uh, ability to declare that he's American and that he fully supports yeah. the Americans if there does become a full-scale war. And I suppose another thing is the fact that, yeah, they are the colours of America, but in the order of the Russian flag. Yeah, I know. I think they screwed up there, but sure, they always have, like, they always have... The rest of the season to change it if something yeah. happens you know it's not as if that's the livery and they can't change it because obviously red bull last year they changed it for turkey and that was a completely different change like 100 percent, so much more different than other than previous races like it was white so sure they can do that if ne needs be but you know that's really yeah and then okay so moving on to red bull yeah, so same car, just matte finish. A bit, bit more yellow on bit the more front yellow, of the nose, yeah. but it's the kind of same navy dark, navy light black kind of main kind of color with the 
red and the yellow on it and i like it to be honest and i think i do like red and yellow as a combination of colors yeah. and i think whatever color you call that maybe navy or maybe like yeah light black navy yeah uh, dark navy i think that is nice because that definitely suits the car it does yeah to be fair the color combination of the yellow red and navy it goes well really together i'll give yeah. like that the only thing i'd say is it seems a very bit bare on the yellow bit at the front. It looks like someone's got a very, very big nose just coming stretching out like Pinocchio. And they need to put, I'd say, if I was there, I'd put more sponsors onto it. Yeah. So that it doesn't it doesn't look like it's Pinocchio at the front of the car, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Something I noticed, maybe it's just me not noticing it last year. It's just me or it's the front of the wings up a bit more. Yeah, and it's totally different to last year if you look at it. Like... The, as I was saying, it's like a new era because if you look at the last year, last year's car, and then you compare it to this year of any of the teams, it's just it's a total new different style and a new different. Just everything is different. Even if you look at the front wings, they're a lot. Last year, remember you had like the six or seven kind of lines, whereas this year it looks more like it's kind. They're kind of kind it's of joined one, together. Yeah. It's one thing, um, but. Other than, like it's it's really interesting to see what that this is the new era of aerodynamics of everything that comes with Formula One, and obviously safety everything is so important. But if you look at it there, like there's also like a little curve on the front of the original of the F of the twenty twenty one car, and now in twenty twenty two it's just so much yeah. more different. Like if you if you look at it, it's it's got a curve at the back it seems. But it's and again it kind of comes into the nose. But it's it's really interesting to see that that's what um that's what's been gone this year. And the reason being, I think it's just to make the cars uh, faster and stuff. But it's it's interesting to see what the differences will be, what the speeds will be, and that kind of thing for the cars this year. Yeah. Seeing as it's just such a big change from last year. Yeah, and no, I was right. So this year, uh, the front wings are a bit f- more off the ground. Or it's like. So as it could be for, you know, if they're going over the size so it doesn't get damaged, maybe. like Yeah, and it's, it's, it's uh, as I go back to the tyres again, it's good that they've got bigger tyres because that now means that they'll last longer and we'll have more. So if you talk about Abu Dhabi last year, okay, what happened in Abu Dhabi last, uh, two years ago, let's say, in 2019, the, the corner, which they got rid of for this year, that meant that everyone's tyres got so hot they had to stay back from the car in front so that they wouldn't totally burn out their tires and obviously this year they did get rid of that so it was much clearer coming into turn i think it's three or five maybe. yeah um and this will also help with that so that they're able the cars will be able to stay closer to the other cars to make sure that they'll be closer and that every and that they'll be able to be like more proper racing going on yeah you know so yeah the, going back to the red bull car it's nice basically the same though so yeah but i think change can either be really well accepted or not accepted and this isn't much change so they know that it's not going to be like oh my god what's happened to this car it is so terrible look what they've done with the paint library there hasn't been any of that like that the only real change is they now have oracle as their sponsor which is a uh, it's interesting because it's it's now the main name of the team and they're a computer software company, if anyone didn't know that. But um, it's really uh, it's really interesting because now it's Oracle Red Bull Racing. Obviously, it's been Honda last year, Aston Martin the year before. 
and now it's Oracle and I presume Oracle's going to be on the back wing of the car but I don't think they've released any photos of the back of the car obviously to give away aerodynamic yeah. tricks which is something I learned a couple not that they could really do that because you know it's season starting off soon yeah but, but okay it's just to make sure that no one ever no one sees the back of the car until the very last moment so no team can say oh look there's two of them we could put them in to make the car faster so that no one knows what's happening until the very last moment you know yeah so right moving on to the McLaren it's much different actually like last year the orange color dominated the car but this year they have a lot of blue in it like so you can see that it's kind of blue on the sides kind of down by the bottom of the car like by the bottom sides and the whole rear wing is blue it's That's a it's a lot lighter blue than last year if you look at it yes but yeah it's 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 really nice i think it makes it a more relaxed to look at um, it's obviously Velo, who I have absolutely no idea who they are. Obviously, they have paid a substantial sum to McLaren for about seven advertising places on the car. As you can see, there's on the front wing, it's on the side, it's basically everywhere. So whoever they are, well, you must be rich um, because they have obviously paid for a good bit of uh, sponsoring there, which really stands out. Um, but that's interesting as well because you've got you've obviously got all that to be honest i can't see coca-cola sponsoring i can't see any coca-cola sponsored on it um which you usually have i remember for the last couple of years coca-cola have had a a big uh, sharehold or kind of sponsorship in mclaren but today it seems to be like uh, velo tezos dr walt is what i can see there um, and those different webex um all those different companies yeah. who have decided to sponsor um, but I don't think Coca-Cola are there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it seems that they kind of moved on to newer sponsors, I think. Like, you know, again, Velo dominating it for the most part. And it's much more kind of, it's, it's, it seems to be kind of more lowered down. Like, the halo is way s smaller this year. Yeah, but I think it's definitely nicer than last year. Yeah. It's definite, like, I do much prefer it to last year because... That light blue is something that I really, really like. It's something different, but also something that's really, really nice. And I have to say that it gets a yes from me anyway. And it's much nicer than last year, yeah, I think. Yeah, different, difference isn't always a bad thing, like. Oh, definitely not, no. So, yeah, I would rate this car a solid, like, 8 out of 10. Like, it's good. It, I actually r really like it. Yeah, if we just go back to the Red Bull and Haas, what I want to do is, on the Haas, is it better or worse than last year? Worse. Do you think it's worse? I think I'd have to agree with you. I do like the Russian flag on the front. And obviously, I'm just telling you that. I'm not a Russian supporter. I'm neutral. I can't say anything. But um, I think it's kind of better than last year. Because I think it's kind of worse than last year, sorry. Because last year had a bit more of a range. It looked better. Um, and I just think that was nicer. But this year, it's not so... Uh, it's not so... Yeah. Not as nice as last year. To Red Bull... I nearly prefer last year's car as well. Yeah. I think last year was it was more balanced, and I do prefer last year. I have nothing wrong or nothing against the Red Bull car this year, but I think last year's was a bit nicer. What would you say with that as well? I like I've never really been the biggest fan of the Red Bull car. To be honest, it's just in my brain. You know, it's permanently engraved as a sign of bad. But um, yeah, I kind of prefer the yellow front, but last year's probably. Like this year, the yellow is very isolated. So it it's is, in two yeah. main parts. It's on the 
front wing and it's on the intake. So, like, I suppose it is, it's not where it really is. So, yeah, I think, you know, as I said, changes is always a bad thing. It's all, it's, it's, I think it's, again, it's going to be better than, it's not as good as last year. So if we go back, Haas isn't as good as last year, we both agreed, and Red Bull isn't. Then on to McLaren, what is our opinions on that? I definitely prefer it to last year. Yeah. I don't know what you, what you think, but. I pr- no, I, I prefer it. I like the lighter blue. It seems almost more like, how how to say it, like more vintage kind of. Yeah, and it's more relaxing as well, like. You look at last year's car, and it's more intense with a dark, dark blue, whereas now it's it's a pro- it's a nice blue, and it's more that's easy on your eyes as such. Whereas last year w- was not like that. But um, I do think I do think it's like the Porsche Le Mans yeah, car. Yeah, I was just about from, to say that. So uh, if you look at the old, the really old, you no know, sixties Le Mans car, it's the same color scheme. The Porsche one, might I add, the, the old Porsche color scheme yeah it, and, and it's on McLaren it's a lovely color and I can definitely agree with it to be honest and I really like it so I think that McLaren has done very well this year in designing a very very good car and a very very nice uh, livery with it yeah so to move on to Aston Martin the Aston Martin car no, no really big changes they have a bit of luminous the yellow in there yeah, on the, the side it's kind of more highlighting like on the logo it's the luminous yellow and the main sponsor for me looks to be Ar- Ar- Aramco. They also have the Crypto.com. Crypto making its way into the F1. Yeah, Crypto.com. I was at the cinema a couple uh, couple of days ago and they, was, they had a big uh, Matt Damon advertisement. I don't know if you've seen that, yeah. but that's no, what yeah. to check out. I've seen that, yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting ad. But Crypto is this sm- kind of small. i got to say, I really like the luminous yellow, though. I think it really stands out and it looks really well um, because it kind of takes your breath off the intense kind of dark racing green yeah, as the, they call it yeah you know and it's now a nice little yellow that i think i think that very that is very nice and i do like it so to be honest obviously there's not much difference again they've kind of gone with red bull and kind of decided not to change much but uh it's definitely nicer than last year if you look at the uh, aston martin logo it's that's also in yellow this year which i think is very nice as well so that is there. There's two things that I like there. It's both the yellow, obviously, but I think with the green it really suits. So to me, I think it's much nicer than last year. Yeah, and cog cognizant is also. I think it's the main sponsor because they have it on the back of the jackets as well. Yeah, they so, do. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really all the F one cars. My personal favorite out of four is the McLaren one. Yeah. I'm not sure what yours is. To go back to Cognizant, they're an information techno- technology company. So there you go. That's Cognizant. And, um, Thanks, James. I'm fairly sure Aramco is oil. I'll just check out here for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Saudi Aramco. It is an oil company, uh, public petroleum and natural gas based in Dharan as of 2020. It is one of the largest companies in the world by revenue. So there you go. You now know who Aramco and Cognizant are, courtesy of James. Peroni, I don't know if I have to tell you what Peroni is, but it, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a beer company, but I'm sure you know that. Um, and if you want to hear more about sponsors, James is making his own podcast called yeah. The Sponsor Show. Yeah, The Sponsor <laughs> Show. I'm, 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 so Hello. if you have any interest in sponsorships, you can just check that out. So, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's happening. Um, no. Oh, yeah, it's only a mess. Thanks, James. So, um, yeah. So, best car... So far, of the four we've reviewed, which one is your favourite? Uh, McLaren. 
I have to agree because I love that blue. I think it's really, really nicely designed. And I have to say that McLaren has got the vote from both of us that that is the nicest car so far this year. Yeah. So we'll be pu we'll be putting that up on Twitter, our reviews and our ratings of the cars uh, today. So check that out. So you can follow us on Twitter. That's at Car News Weekly. And you can also send us an email if you have anything you want to ask us, if you want to shout out on the show, anything like that, at carnewsweekly, J-H-O, that stands for James Harry Official, but J-H-O at gmail.com. Everything will be linked down below anyway on yeah, the Spotify but, page. Yeah, so that would be, uh, that, that's, um, that's, that's really everything for the cars. So if I was to move on to the F1 2021. And Bahrain was the first uh, first race of the season which was um, an eventful race, i got to say, because obviously we're starting the season, we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know that it's going to be probably one of the best seasons ever in Formula 1 that's going to come, so we're really in the dark here, and we've got a, a proper, a really exciting race coming up ahead, um, and it's it was going to be a, a really good race, um, and it was an excellent race yeah. to watch. So... Uh, lap one, right off the bat, great way to start the season for Mazepin. He crashes. Yeah, and just what I was going to say before he crashes is we had a couple of new drivers this year. So we had Mazepin and we had Mick Schumacher and they were two brand new drivers. We also had Yuki Tsunoda. And I think that was all the brand new drivers this year. Yeah. Just totally new, no experience in Formula 1 before. They'd been come up from somewhere, Mazepin and Schumacher and... Uh, uh, Yuki Tsunoda as well but that's just what I wanted to say that in the lineup we had three new drivers which was very very uh, yeah. interesting which is a fair few in fairness like good for them yeah and they've managed to keep it for another season anyway so yeah so they and must then have impressed someone yeah um and then so I got to restart from the pit lane and oh yeah Perez had to restart from the pit lane because on the formation lap his car just totally totally just calmed yeah. out so he had to start from the pit lane which was unlucky but he uh, he drove well in the race which we'll get to later so the race start was highly eventful as i always say i always say yeah. it's highly eventful um with verstappen on pole and hamilton coming second uh, and they were battling it out there and then mazepin managed on his very first debut to formula one his most important race ever in his life he managed to crash the car. And I mean, hats off to you, Mazepin, because I couldn't have done that. Yeah. I don't know anyone who could have done that. It requires to be a serious person, F1. Really, really good driver. Yeah, I know, um, yeah. To crash your first lap. Didn't even do a lap in F1, and he's already screwed everything up. Yeah, I know. That was um, a strange and annoying way for him to start the season, but I suppose he kind of... Oh, I don't know. He didn't really improve. Yeah, yeah things, didn't. things didn't take off. You can't just stay on the ground floor. Um, so, yeah. And then nothing really happened. Then lap four, Verstappen was just defending against Hamilton. Hamilton yeah. was just trying to overtake him and, you know, trying to get in there and get the first place. Yeah, and it was that, that was basically the entire race for them. It was just at each other, chasing each other down, trying to get each other, trying to get that overtake, just keeping to try and do that. And, like, that they... Um, Sure, we'll get to the final result yeah. at the end, but that was just basically the whole race. Oh, and Verstappen takes over Hamilton. Hamilton takes over Verstappen. Verstappen's coming now to us to try and take over Hamilton. Hamilton's here now, and he has to give the position back. Blah, 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 on we go. And then on lap four as well, Schumacher managed to crash. So 
crash. So a phenomenally exciting, brilliant, highly successful race for the Haas team. I'm sure Gunter Steiner was jumping in his chair with pure joy when he saw Schumacher go off. His two new rookies managing to yeah. crash themselves within four laps of the very first race of the season. And I'm, as I'm saying, I'm sure he was absolutely ecstatic with that. Probably um, calling them rock stars. Yeah, rock stars, yeah. yeah as, he, as he likes to call people. Yeah. <coughs> um, and then, La- on the very, like, five seconds later, Gasly went straight into the back of Daniel Ricciardo, clipped his, his the back of the car, and he had to go off. But he, I think he, he was out of the race as well, which was unfortunate for him, but sure, he just totally went straight into the back of him, which was just careless, to be honest. Yeah, the bad driving on his part. Yeah. And then, lap nine... Perez, Perez just went on a overtaking spree. Like totally, absolutely, totally. He was absolutely flying at it. Thirteen overtakes at lap nine. That's how many he'd made. He started in twentieth. He was driving along in seventh position on lap nine. Which, if you think about it, Hamilton obviously he got all the praise for his Brazil race, which we'll come to in two in another few episodes. But to be honest. Perez really, really should have got more credit for that because what he did was he was able to overtake an awful lot of cars in a very, very short space of time. And I know you're saying, well, there was Gasly was gone, Schumacher was gone, Mazepin was gone, so that's true. But still, 10 is an awful lot in nine laps to be able to get past. And some of them definitely put up a fight to him. And you know you're saying as well, ah, oh, but he is the faster car. He still drove fantastically yeah. to be able to get to P7 on lap nine which is a phenomenal feat to be able to do. Yeah, it is, to be fair to him. And then, yeah, Perez got, he started off bumpily, but he started to get back into it. And then Mercedes decides to pit, but then Red Bull, like, in the end of the season, on the last race, decided to stay out. Yeah. Except this time, it backfired on Red Bull, because Mercedes had the better tyres. But then eventually, once Hamilton closed the gap, and uh, Verstappen was forced to pit, Hamilton got better track like positioning and yeah so Hamilton did get the position for the time being so at the moment so Hamilton and the pit strategist was smart and what they said was we're going to undercut him and then Verstappen said well whatever he they want us to do we're not going to follow them we're going to just try and stay out which they did it didn't work out for them which was unfortunate for them I suppose but they were then able to chase them back then yeah. and Verstappen did have fresher tyres which really really helped on the last couple of laps to try and try to get Lewis Hamilton but he tried that success which we'll get to um so yeah and then lap 40 um Verstappen starts to chase on Hamilton as in things start to the gap starts to close even more and then at, uh Ocon and Vettel Ocon's rear end Vettel then yeah, he did. On lap 45. And um, they were going down the end of the straight and just straight into Vettel. And they went, Ocon went, uh, Vettel went flying, Ocon went flying. But um, to be honest, like, I don't know what he expected. Uh, Ocon, managed to, Ocon managed to finish and so did Vettel. Yeah. They finished in 13th and 15th, which was unlucky for them, I suppose. Oh, very, yeah, that was unlucky for them. Yeah. And then uh, on lap 53... Verstappen overtook Hamilton, but it was outside of track limit, so he had to give the place back. Very, very marginal, and that's what we'll see for this from this entire this entire year of Formula One. Everything 
is so marginal, so tight. Yeah. One centimeter, and you could cost, and it could cost you the entire season, and that was how close the margin was this season. Yeah. And it was so, it was so like interesting, but so, so tight and really interesting with that. But he did have to give the position back, which he did, and then it was just chasing and chasing and chasing Hamilton with his fresher tires to try and try and catch him. But unfortunately for me, fortunately for Harry, fortunately for me. Hamilton managed to win the very first race of the 2021 season um, with Verstappen in second place. And we'll call out the finishing order for that, which will also be the current table order uh, at the time because obviously first race. it was the very yeah. first race. So obviously Hamilton in first position uh, did all 56 laps and he did it in a minute, an hour and 32 minutes and three seconds. So that's an average time really. Verstappen then in second, Bottas in third, Lando Norris in fourth, and um, Sergio Perez in fifth, which, in fairness, some drive to Perez, hats off, started in 20th and got to fifth position, and he was very he was only six seconds off uh, Lando Norris, and uh, he was very, very good, and he had he drove a phenomenal race, to be yeah. honest. And then um, in P6, we had Leclerc. Seven Ricardo, eight Carlos Sainz, nine Sonoda, which is excellent. excellent the only rookie race. who finished in the very first race of the season. Yeah. So Sonoda, you might have screwed up a lot of the season, but well done for doing something in yeah. the first race. Seems unlike right. someone else who we won't mention. Yeah. Um, and then P ten we have Lance Stroll. Yeah, and then uh, Raikkonen is eleventh. Was the only drive was the last driver not to get lapped. Giovinazzi in twelfth. Ocon in 13th and George Russell in 14th, uh, they all got lapped and Sebastian Vettel in 15th got lapped as well. Yeah. And then Mick Schumacher, 16th, Pierre Gasly, 17th. With a do not finish then as well. Yeah, so the last four. That's four were DNFs. And then we have Latifi, Alonso, and Nikita Mazepin. Not sure what happened with Latifi and um, Alonso, to be honest. I don't know why they. Great start from retirement for Alonso. Probably, yeah. And, but uh, Mazepin finished no laps. Alonso, 32. Latifi, 51. Pierre Gasly got 52 laps in, in fairness. So, unlucky you. Yeah. But then you had to retire because your car was probably playing trouble. But, I mean, that's the first race over. Um, A lot better stuff to come in the future. But that was really the first race of the season, you know? Yeah. So, on to the second race of the season now. Which was Imola. And that was a very, uh, it was an, it was a good race enough, I say, but like, I mean, nothing really special about it to be honest. It was just a normal, a normal race, not much action. Very wet race, lots of wait, spins wet, and yeah. stuff like. I would say that it was very very wet, and I think that was um, that was one of the huge factors of this race that yeah. it was just so wet, um. And I suppose that that was really kind of the main concept of it. Everyone was on intermediates wondering, would they need to switch to um to wets or would it be okay in the intermediates? And I think that was kind of the main thinking of the most of the race anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it was very wet race. But anyway, going on. So it was a very wet, wet race. Um, At the start, Verstappen and Hamilton had a bit of a bump. It wasn't anything severe though. I think it's just because it's conditions. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that was it, to be honest. Like, Hamilton was desperate to get past Verstappen. Yeah. Cause, and he really was. And he just went in the inside. Verstappen said, no, you're not getting past. And they had a little bit of a bump. Ha- Hamilton lost a bit of body work. But other than that, 
I think nothing major, and it was it was fine, really. Yeah, not yeah, exactly, nothing too severe. And then um, soon after that, Latifi spun out, but he came back on. But as he was coming out, Mazepin like kind of hit him in the back, and Latifi just went against the barrier. Yeah, and Mazepin, one more time, he's out again on the second race of the season. Uh. I don't know if he finished. I don't think he finished, to be honest. But um, that was a, a move from Mazepin to be remembered. Um, yeah. Because, like, that was really not necessary. He 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 knew that he really screwed up the very first race of the season in Bahrain. And as a rookie, he had to make sure that, okay, yeah, I screwed up. But I, um, I can come back now, this yeah. race, and I can show Haas, look, I'm worth in it. And um, Mazepin did finish, but he came. Oh no, he did not finish. Mazepin did not finish. He was uh, he was mm-hmm. lapped twice and then got a DNF. Um, so that was pretty much that was pretty much it. Um, okay. And um, that was that was it. So he got a DNF. So Mazepin did not really impress uh, Haas on the very first race of the season. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. And then yeah. Um, Neither did Mick Schumacher, to be honest. Like he managed came down. getting himself out as well. Yeah, he came down really, really badly. He crashed about a lap after that. Schumacher just totally—he was just—he was trying to heat up his tires, and he just lost the entire control of the of the race. So that was like um, he just to- to- totally lost control of the car. I mean, not race the car, and um, just crashed, I suppose. And got another did not finish for the Haas. Yeah. A second do not finish for Haas. So, Bahrain, they didn't finish, either of them. Emilia Romagna, they didn't finish, either of them. So, to be honest, the rookies did not make a first good impre- a good first impression. Yeah. Like, crashing twice, that is not good at all. Like, you know. Great start to their Formula 1 careers. I know. And then going off with that, um, so yeah, so, shoot... So, yeah, that was so Schumacher basically Schumacher. crashed, and then Perez he he lost a bit of control of the car. He went out into the gravel. He was okay, but there was a safety car on after Schumacher's crash, and um, he went back onto the track after doing that, and went and went onto the track and overtook the two cars that had overtaken him. Yeah. Um, when he was on the gravel, but he got a ten second time penalty for that. Which I suppose is a bit controversial because technically he didn't overtake them because that was kind of his position that was kind of taken yeah. from him. It it just depends what you kind of think about that, you know. It depends on your perspective, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you know, if you're, if you're a Red Bull fan, or you know, or I'm you're just, just trying to come you don't, in as oh, a no, neutral. No, no, as in, or if you don't despise him, it which as in as James said, I'll be neutral in this situation. Yeah, it was a bit unfair. Like, if you don't like him, then you're not going to think, oh, yeah, that was fair enough, like, you know? Yeah, I suppose, but, like, I don't know. I think that was a bit harsh. Ten yeah. seconds, especially. It, it should have maybe been two or three. Yeah. Yeah. And then, lap 31, Hamilton totally lost control of his car, straight into the barrier, but he didn't hit it hard. And, in fairness to him, he drove excellently to, and knew the tricks not to kind yeah. of put his foot down and get the tyres buried into the gravel he was able to come back slowly and carefully onto the track and managed to grab himself a second position as well exactly. which was very lucky for him but i think the big point of this race was the russell 
and Valtteri Bottas crash on lap 32. That one, that one was a big crash. Yeah, it was a very big crash. Caused a red flag in the end of it, actually. And so, yeah, Russell, Russell and Bottas just absolutely, like, the cars just, you know, absolutely yeah. collided with speed. And they just went way off the track. And, yeah, um, I'm surprised, you know, that they didn't start fighting each other or anything. Like. I know. I think Bottas went over to Russell and I think he hit, he gave him a, a, a like, a, a slap on the head. If I look at the video again, from what I could see, I think he did because, obviously, after that crash, it was, it was a rough crash. Like, yeah, very. You know, and um, it was just, they went flying and they were just driving along and the debris was everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, actually, cars and yeah, like exploded. There we go. Actually, Russell hit Bottas on the face on the helmet, he was just like, oh, yeah. you stupid fool. Why did you do that? I was doing great coming along in my whatever, P18 or whatever. Yeah, I, I was about to not come 20th. I know, and you <laughs> had to come in and make me come last. Like, how you horrible person, and he hit him. But, oh, the I helmets, just, you know, they're made to survive like bombs. I don't think they really hurt him too much. Apologies to our younger <laughs> listeners for our violent terms there. But um, to move on to the... Um, to the next part of the race, it was obviously a red flag from that as well, which was a very, very bad crash. Because yeah. all the debris, everything was everywhere. My God, like the cars were destroyed. Someone obviously got a phone call and said, look, we're broke, we need money. Because that must have cost, Williams especially, a lot of cash. Yeah. Like, Mercedes can just pay that off. But Williams don't have that sort of money, you know? Yeah, exactly. They could put it into, I know... Maybe a, an engine yeah. that would get them into P19 instead of P20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, nothing really happened much after that. And it was just uh, Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris finish in yeah. that order. Again, apologies to any Williams fans. We just, as you can see, we're just kind of, we don't really appreciate the your ability to, um, to be so successful in yeah. Formula 1. But um, that was really kind of the, the kind of the, the disaster that... Uh, happened with, with yeah. George Russell that day. And then now on to race three, Portugal. And I gotta say, Portugal was probably the worst race of the season. Yes, to be fair. Now, yeah, it is. Now, if you are a listener of the show, you would know that we reviewed the Portuguese Grand Prix in our very, very first episodes as junior podcasters. I don't know if that's a word, but that's what we did in our very first episode. So now... We're just kind of going back over that. But if you haven't heard the very first episode of Car News Weekly... Watch it or listen, listen to, it. to it. If you haven't heard the second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever episode, listen back and always make sure to download, to share and to follow the podcast and do all that sort of stuff because, sure, we need we need that to uh, for the podcast to grow and just give us a five-star review, which is a new feature on Spotify. So a five-star review, I, I've... No, you can definitely do it on your phone. I don't know about um, on a computer, but you can definitely do it on your phone. So give us a big, lovely five-star review. Because that will let us go up the ranks and be more popular, i.e. just be more successful and people will see about us. So do that, um, and that would be great. And just listen to the show, download and subscribe and whatever else goes with us. Yeah, and even if you aren't enjoying it, just email us, we'll sort it out. And yeah, again... Everything helps. Even one listen means a ton, like. Yeah, and tell us why you're not enjoying it. Why do you do you not want something in the show? Why do you find that extremely boring? Because tell us, because 
the only way we're going to be able to improve the show is by ac- people actually listening to us and saying, and we can go, okay, they don't like budget car, let's say, so we'll scrap that. So Because that's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. So we need we need you to be able to um, to contact us, carnewsweeklyjho at gmail.com, send us a message on Twitter, at carnewsweekly, and you can do all that and just make sure... That you tell it to a friend as well, because sure, we're trying to grow as a podcast, and we need people to know about the show so that we can um, we can uh, grow as a podcast, really. And that's yeah, that's pretty much the message I've just been trying to tell you in the last two minutes. So apologies to anyone who's just actually fallen asleep. If yeah. you have, um, well, <laughs> unlucky. Plug, uh, plug rant over by me and James. Yeah, back to the Portuguese okay. Grand Prix. So I guess. Might go to sleep for this Kay. one as well. So if you got didn't get the point there, follow us on Twitter <laughs> and follow us on Spotify. Yeah. Cut. Thank you very much. Now, moving on to back to the Portuguese Grand Prix. We were just really talking about how bad it was as a race. Like, if you look at other ones, it's just been such a boring one. Like, there's been basically no action. You've got a bit of a going at each other. Raikkonen loses his front wing on lap two to Giovinazzi, which we spoke about. Uh, lap 11 for Stappen Hamilton as usual Hamilton takes the lead on lap 20 and I think definitely so far and nearly for the entire season it was the worst race yeah like in the notes now we literally have three lines about the race three yeah, lines we actually like, do yeah that, that's literally it for the other ones we had at least like I don't know 10 or something three lines out that's nothing in so, fairness lap 2 Raikkonen loses his front wing because um, he hits off Giovinazzi like you know it, you know oh going to be a very eventful race lap 2 no yeah. lap 11 it was just Verstappen and Hamilton battling it out nothing out of the ordinary there and then lap 20 Hamilton take the lead that is literally the whole race like yeah and sure like I think we're going to move on from the Portuguese Grand Prix really because quickly. there's nothing to re- review Um, anyone who supports the Portuguese Grand Prix and thinks it was a fantastic race this year I don't understand you we disagree with you we disagree okay so Moving on to the fourth race of the 2021 season. We have... Which was the Spanish Grand Prix. Which, again, we have reviewed in another episode of Car News Weekly. I'm not going to go over you going back and watching them again. Because, as you know, I've been going on about that for the last one, ever five minutes. But, but make sure you do. Make sure you do. <laughs> that, is the, that is the point. Okay. Spanish Grand Prix has been reviewed already. But let's just go through it again. Lap one, Hamilton was on pole, right? And he was tipped to win the Spanish Grand Prix because he just always does, right? But Verstappen um, was uh, Verstappen was able to overtake Hamilton on the very first lap, which made it um, a lot better of a race, I suppose, because yeah. then it was a battle from the start. Um, but again, Spain, Spain and Portugal, neighbours in real life, in geography, which I know, I'm a geography person, but um, if you don't know, Spain is next to Portugal, <laughs> Portugal is on the left. Spain goes over a bit on the left, but that's I'm sure you're not don't actually care about that. But anyway, um, but it, yeah, it is uh, it is geographically next to each other and geographically really two boring races. And I'm, I'm gonna say that especially this season because like just this Portuguese Grand Prix, as I already said, was boring. Spanish Grand Prix this year, not much at all went through it. And they were two races we managed to review, but two races. That we could have we could have reviewed better races basically we yeah. could have chosen our we, time better we, we took the easy way out yeah we did with those 
We definitely did. Um, lap 25, Verstappen makes the undercut, which we were talking about earlier. Um, but Verstappen makes an undercut here. And it does work originally, but Mercedes then decide to pull a two-stop strategy, which definitely works, doesn't it? Yeah. Like... It either works really, really well, or it absolutely fails. Yeah, and on lap 60... Hamilton had been 11 seconds behind. He was on such more fresher tyres. He zoomed past Verstappen. Verstappen had nothing to do. He then went and pitted and tried to go for the fastest lap. Um, but then it just finished. One, two, three. Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. Which then left at that time. Hamilton was kind of sneaking ahead in the Constructors' Championship. That's what I'm going to say. At that time, he was like, uh, he was on 94 points. Max Verstappen on 80 and Bottas on 47. So if you were looking at it then, you would have said, well, this is Lewis Hamilton's eighth. But obviously Verstappen came back a lot stronger yeah. in the middle of the season. But it was a very, very good start for Lewis at the start of the season, I will say that. And going into the season, Lewis had long COVID from the previous season. So yeah. And he, he said that, that you know he wasn't racing his best as he could have been. Yeah. So hopefully you know 2022 be his season. Yeah, well, there, he keeps posting, oh... Um, yeah. Oh, I'm strong this year. I'm back. Lewis is back. This is year number. This is championship number eight year. All that sort of stuff. So there is hype, and I think we're going to get a fantastic season this year. Um, I just hope it's not going to be dirty. Yeah. Like I hope there isn't crashes. I hope there isn't as much controversy like with uh, Monza this year, with Brazil, with Silverstone. I hope we don't get that. Don't forget because, Dubai. And obviously Abu. Abu Dhabi was a mad race for controversy. Michael Massey, the news of the week. He has been fired, by the way. Again, if you didn't know, Michael Massey was fired. They've said they're going to give him... A, oh, thank you for telling... I'm just going to tell everyone anyway. Uh, he has been fired. They said they're going to give him another job in the thing. But um, that was a... It was an interesting way to deal with this. But controversy Best upon controversy upon controversy. And this year, hopefully, we won't have... I really hope that it'll be really exciting and it'll be really good, but I just hope there won't be as much controversy, yeah. crashes, and hopefully it'll be safe and there'll be no bad crash like Grosjean in twenty nineteen in twenty twenty. Yeah, that, that, was, that was that was bad and very bad. We managed to escape last year with no inju bad injuries. Hamilton was lucky in Monza as well. Yeah, but you know Definitely. it was safe and that's probably that's a really important thing as well. You know, exactly. So that's the four races we want to review in this episode. Next episode, we're going to be going through races five to eight. Yeah. And then in the third episode, um, we won't have any live liveries to review, so we'll be able to do a bit more. And I think, um, we're gonna do a four-parter, which yeah. would we originally said three parts, but this season gave us so much, everything it gave us, and obviously the build-up to Bahrain which is going to be coming super soon. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, it's coming on the 20th of March, which is less than a month away. So it's already coming. It's already really, really close. And I'm really, really excited for that. So we'll obviously have all the build-up, all the controversy being put on the show as well. Um, if you're missing Budget Car, we'll be hoping to bring that into an episode. We won't be doing four r r episodes in a row with F1. We'll be just mixing it around a bit. Yeah. We'll be, so maybe next episode we might have some Budget Car, some different stuff, and just a review two or three episodes as well. It really just depends on what happens. Um, but remember, follow us on Twitter 
and we will be hinting what the next episode will be a couple of days before the next episode drops. So do follow us and put on that notifications button to make sure that you never miss a tweet from Car News Weekly. Exactly. I've been Harry Murphy. I've been James Toomey. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next one. But bye for now.